chat the band is back together this week we do have jack um he's still not 100 but he is here i guess that's the main thing it could be in better circumstances though off the back of a four point loss to the pies which Ethan looks very happy about of course the pies finished 11 13 79 to the blues 11 9 75 a heartbreaking four point loss we currently sit fifth on the ladder eight and three how are you feeling speechly and how are you how are you feeling as in he's still sick, but also how are you feeling about the performance? Uh, let's just say shit. I think that that, that, that covers it. Both of them? Yep. Beautiful. Um, run us through the game a bit more in depth if we can. Um, just through the game if you could. Uh, how did you see it, mate? You didn't go, obviously, because you are too busy saving the world with your sickness, but how did you read the game? Um, well, I feel a little bit robbed because the only good footy we played was the second quarter and I wasn't able to watch that part. So that was a little bit frustrating. But um, so it was just, uh, yeah, just one of those games where just everything's not going away. Obviously, injuries didn't go our way. I mean, there's a few umpire decisions go over. That happens every game. That's not a focus. It's not why we lost. Um, but then, yeah, it was just, just seeing that the whole game, just that everything leading up to the game, during the game, just seemed to be going against us. And it's just one of those games I feel like nothing you do would, would matter and you're always bound to lose, um, which is frustrating. Absolutely, mate. Well said. Uh, Ethan, we'll go to you, mate. Yeah, it was a bit of a, I don't know, it was a bit of a roller coaster that was shit. It was, you know, first quarter. I think when we hit the lead, I think it was like 13 to six at one point in the third quarter, our first quarter. And I was a bit, you know, I was like, oh, here we go. We're settled. We're settled. And um, we certainly weren't. And Collingwood just all over us till then, uh, since then. And, you know, second quarter, we hit the lead, but it just didn't seem, you know, the, the Carlton we've seen in previous weeks, third quarter. I don't think we kicked a goal in the third quarter, did we? One goal? No goals. If we kick, if we kick one goal in the third quarter, we win the game. Um, last quarter, too late again, too late. Um, once again, Zach Fisher, 25 metres out, set shot, misses. We lose by four. Just remember those little moments. People go, oh, it's not important. It is, but we'll, we'll move on and yeah, hopefully... It definitely is important, but also, realistically, they should have beaten us by a lot more. I know they only had, what, four scoring shots in the end, but their misses were pretty dreadful. Like, no matter who it was, they had some pretty average misses. But... We played pretty average for the whole game, I think it's fair to say. Um, but if we did kick a goal late and one by a point or two, it still would have been just as sweet. Um, Pato, how do you read the game, mate? Yeah, mate, massive reality check uh, for me. Um, I think the main thing that I'm seeing is just um, that a lot of teams probably around this, I mean, we saw Melbourne lose on the weekend. Um, I think just a lot of good sides probably had that lapse, but it's so frustrating that it's against Collingwood. Um I know that I was speaking to like a few mates and the next three games, well, next two games from now, also it was Collingwood, Essendon, Richmond. I'm like, if I had to lose one, it would be Richmond because I didn't want to lose to Essendon and I didn't want to lose to Collingwood. But um, yeah, um, unfortunately, that's just how it um, how it's planned out. But um, yeah, it's just, um, we just have to respond, have to respond. Um, I think it's probably a good time that the bye came now because um, it's just a good time for the players to, re- to uh, reflect. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously we lost our Jacob Weedering as well. Um, he's confirmed to be out for up to six weeks, which that obviously happened early in the game, which definitely hurt us. 
It was almost like the straw, I guess, that broke the camel's back in the sense that we've we've dealt with um, injuries throughout the year, whether it's, you know, Harry Mackay, Charlie, you know, sorry, Charlie Gomes, he hasn't been injured, so shouldn't be saying that. But uh, Matthew Kennedy, I think, was a big one for this game as well. We missed, uh, you know, I think he would have been a big in. But yeah, just um, weedering going down certainly didn't help. Uh, How did you read that especially? Yeah, look, obviously it doesn't help. I mean, you lose so much structure, um, especially against a tall forward line like Collingwood. They can, you know, throw Cameron and Cox back. And, you know, when you put Lewis Young as your only, only key back, it really stretches you and it's hard to defend really. And then that just creates the Mosquito pack. We liked with Ollie Henry and that who kicked a few goals and between them, Lipinski as well. So you lose a lot of structure. Um, yeah, leadership as well down there. Obviously, they have Doherty, but, I mean, who's your vice-captain? It's not, not good. Um, but, I mean, and not many teams can cover. I mean, Melbourne lost Stephen May, and they lost. So, I mean, it just shows the best best key backs in the league are not replaceable, in, especially in-game when Jack Carroll's medical sub. Absolutely. Completely agree, mate. Um, yeah, it's interesting that like I still think we had enough experience wise. Like Doherty obviously very experienced. Plowman is now fairly experienced, been around a while. But um yeah, it definitely did look we almost looked very scared and panicky and like we just didn't know what to do with ball in hand with uh Weedering going down. Is that how you read it, Pato? You you bouncing around there a bit? Yeah. Um I think that was actually spot on just because we did I think as soon as Weedering went down, like you need to remember that we have like a Lewis Young, um Plowman had like had to step up. And as soon as we, um, as soon as the team shows a little bit of panic, that's when the other, that's when the opposition actually pounces on that and actually, um, actually gets in front. And, then that, and that's exactly what we saw. Um, I just, yeah, like as you said, just so much panic, like so much panic. And I'm like, we need to remember that this team is eight, like it was eight and two on the weekend. Um, yeah, it just, it just absolutely, absolutely baffles me that, um, that I just can't comprehend how Voss can let that happen because um, we haven't seen that a lot through the year and just even just some changes. Like we didn't see much change um, even just to maybe put Plowman, like, yes, he had to play more of his key forward, but even change that maybe Nick Newman as a kid, like as a, as a, as another player to play on at all, like there's no other option, but um, I just didn't see much um, of a plan B, which was um, unfortunate. You said about that, no other option. Um, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, but should Jack Carroll have been medical sub in the sense that, He's played his couple of games. He's probably, probably said he's got a couple of things to work on, but you may not be playing any footy this week because with VFL, the way it was structured, you, could, you couldn't play. Because typically you can just play VFL and still be medical sub, as far as I'm aware. So, But just because of the, the way it was, they, were, they clashed, you, you couldn't do that. So I could be wrong there. but So, yeah, it was, he was just essentially had a week off footy, really, and going into the boys and have two weeks off. So would you have went with a different option for medical sub, Pato? Yeah, 100%. Um, I know that last week I spoke about Brody Kemp. He would have been a perfect replacement for Weathering. Like, of course, we don't speak about... Um, I mean, like, of course, we don't know who's going to be injured during the game. But, like, it's just the utility type that I've loved. And Jack Carroll, like, I think if we drop a guy like Jack Carroll, even as a kid, I just hate kids playing as medical sub. Like, especially if they're brand new to the system. Um, only played two games, as you said. So... I personally think that Brody Kent would have been a perfect replacement. Um, but in hindsight, it's just, yeah, really unfortunate. Absolutely, mate. Well, Sam, we've got you, Heath. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's been on Weeders and then also medical sub, mate. Who should have... Uh, do you, I think you said Martin pre-game, didn't you? So I'll be interested to hear if you've changed your mind there or what happened. Um, yeah, I'll definitely not change my mind. Um, I'm not really sure what the thinking was 
of the medical sub. Like, you know, Carol's been playing at half forward, you know, mid wing role. I'm not really sure that if one if a Nunes went down, it wouldn't have been, you know, you know, like it's just I don't really know what he was gonna bring to the game. And, you know, it's a big game and you know, look, I don't really know what's the point. We didn't need like if a mid goes down, we've got the depth in the midfield in that in that twenty two on the weekend. Like if a pretend a chair went down, I think we would have been okay in the middle. You know, obviously it's not ideal. But, you know, when you got to be prepared for a key back considering we have no one available. And, you know, the depth we have currently now is being tested and I think it's it's really tipped over the edge with um, with Weedering and, and showed on the weekend. Uh, I think that's very well said, mate, in terms of if Chero does go out, you know, Dutch Wood didn't go out, so everything's, everything's good there. But we'll go through the top disposal games real quick. Walsh, 35, Doherty, 31, Hewitt, 31, and this is from top to bottom. Terra 30, and then Chris got 27, and then Saad and Kripa 27, 25, respectively. You know, did we need another? You know, okay, our midfield's already stacked. You know, you lose Kennedy, it's still already pretty solid. I know they're not necessarily all midfielders there, but still, like we racked up enough disposals in the sense that you could have had that, as you said, utility player like a camp who can probably play. If you need a four, if, you know, if a forward goes down, if a backman goes down, you can still, you know, rotate, whether it's him going forward or someone switch there, some sort of switch there, Silvani, whatever. I think you're just more, I don't know, versatile is the right word, but um, who should have been medical sub in your eyes, Speech? Um, well, I think selection just general was off this week. I mean, I think Martin should have been in the starting 22 and not Nunes. I think there was no point playing three wings um, with Cottrell and O'Brien in as well. That was pointless to me. And um, then, yeah, Kemper's medi sub, I, I think, um, would have made the most sense as well. I think that would have been probably the better team selection. But, hey, I'm not, I'm not Voss, so... What do I right. Yeah, it's a good point because I do agree with it. But then also, if we win by ten goals, we don't have any issues with it. You know what I mean? So we back. We can't just back them in when we win and then say this should have happened when we lose. It's all good to have an opinion. I do agree, but it is a tough one. All righty, we will move on to our predictions really quick because, to be honest, it's quite embarrassing. I had the Blues by fifty-six. Uh, Ethan, what do you go, mate? Sixty-five. No comment. Hello. Carlton Football Club by 54 points. Speech wasn't here. And <laughs> he would, and, I, and I can say this with confidence that he would have been the closest because I know for one or two things, he would have just tipped Collingwood. He probably would have just tipped us maybe very, in a very close match just because of uh, the podcast that he is on. Um, but what would you have meant, Speech? Be honest with us. Be honest. Yeah, look, um, for the show, for the viewers, I would have gone baggers by 10. Um, but in my heart, I was saying pies by not many. Mate, so maybe I shouldn't have been feeling that. Whoopsies, my bad. You're pretty <laughs> much the reason we lost. All right. Now, um, now we'll say, mate. So we'll go into, we'll re- review some of the matchups now, just try and find some positives, I guess, throughout the match. And we'll go to Ethan. This is your, this is your baby, mate. You take us through this. Yep. So the first matchup we will uh, look at is obviously Ginevan and we, we had Ginevan and Stocker on each other. Um, it was built up in the, in the media and all over the different fan channels and podcasts and social media. It was just comments flying everywhere saying all Carlton fans saying Stocker's going to rip his head apart and Collingham fans saying Ginevan's going to kick eight. Um, but Sadi uh, came to the party and um, he, he took on Ginevan and I think he, he beat him quite convincingly. What, what are your thoughts on that uh, speech Lee? I mean, yeah, Sadi was phenomenal. Um, defensively, obviously, Ginevan was not seen other than 
you know, missing absolute shocking sitters. Um, he was, yeah, his uh, peroxide uh, hair was not seen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Sadi was just phenomenal in all facets of the game, which was rare, um, I think, for the team. But just on the Stocker, like Stocker give a matchup, I think they both were atrocious. Thank God that wasn't the matchup. Like Stocker, I don't know if it was just me, but his kicking was apparently, you know, lauded being so good. But has he hit a target? Since he's been back this season, like his kicking is atrocious. Like <laughs> you are, you he's got to work on that. You are spot on with that call. His kicking is not good enough for AFL level currently. I think he, I th- think his one good kick was to Crips in the forward fifty. I just think he, yeah, that's right, yeah. he rushes his ball drop or something. He just doesn't look like solid like a Doc does or a Newman. I don't know. He just rushes his kicks. He's a bit sloppy, but continue speechly. Um, no, yes, that's, that's about it. That's, that's about my rant. Um, and yeah, sad, phenomenal. Yep. Yep. I have to agree there. Pat Oak. Yeah. <laughs> Just very quickly on Stocker. I think his only good kick was the one of his left boot. Like he's a right footer. And I think he kicked one like inside. Um, I think it was maybe like around the half back, um, half back and he was going off half back and he went off his left foot. And I'm like, that's the only good kick he's probably done all day. But, um, yeah, just on starting Ginevan. Um, yeah, we thought that it was just going to be Soccer V Ginevan. But, um, yeah, Saab was fantastic. Um, he just showed a lot of fight, um, which I think, uh, me personally, is probably his best game in the Navy Blue. Um, so I think he was absolutely fantastic um, and no and no better place to really do it um, than in front of 85, 85 no, 80,000, 85,000. How many did I get? 80,000. 80,000, yeah. Yeah, 80,000. 80, 80, at the... Um, MCG in front of the um, arch rival, no better place to do it, but just so bad that we lost. Mm, fucking terrible. Uh, Colson, what, what were your thoughts on um, Saad's game and also also Stocker as we've touched on that? Yeah, I think you, you wrapped, you said, yeah, whatever you said about Stocker was uh, very good. I completely agree. But uh, just on Saad though, because I'm, I'm a bit more of a positive fella, uh, how good is he? Like in all seriousness, like, like whether it's, you know, he's not the tallest bloke going around. Um, but like just when he, you know, he sort of when he goes up and marks, like you know, you know whether it's a one on one or whatever, uh, just the way he gets it. Once he gets it, like there's not many people, if any, that can you know go with him or keep up with him. Um, but yeah, he's just great for mind, and um, yeah, love having him at the club. Been great. And if I hear one more word saying he's not worth pick eight, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Who who's pick eight for that? Who was pick eight? Was it Cox? Reed? Reed. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll move. We'll move on from those guys. We'll talk about them in a few weeks when we preview our thumping of the Essendon Football Club. Um, next matchup: Darcy Moore against Charlie Kerno. I think we've almost got to change this as well to Charlie Kerno against the whole back six of Collingwood. Um, uh, it was just nuts. Kerno just couldn't get you know space, and he still kicked four. Um, well, what was your thoughts on Kerno and specifically on Moore, especially? Um, well, I think when he was just on Moore, he was fantastic because Moore is not very good one-on-one at all. He's probably one of the worst, best key backs in the league that at actually defending, he's not very good at it at all. He's intercepting uh, by himself or, you know, when he's got four other blokes helping him, the one bloke, he's, he looks good um, and he had a good game in that regard. But, yeah, when it was just him and Kerno, Kerno tore into pieces, which I thought was pretty expected. Um, yeah, Kerno get four goals playing against 10 blokes mostly all, all, all day was uh, pretty good. Yeah, and, and and credit. I think we need to give more credit to Collingwood. Um, I think they were fantastic yesterday. You know, uh, you know they were what are they tenth on the ladder? They they played with heart, and then they set up well. And they they looked like they were prepared 
you know, they've done their research on us specifically um, in the past few weeks without Harry and, um, yeah, and really, and really um, did well on us. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on Kerno's game, Patterson? Yeah, um, I'll say Brown, um, Brownlow. I'll say Colwyn, Colwyn Charles. <laughs> I could say Brownlow. Um, nah, I, I think it was really good. Um, once again, he just uh, one of these players that showed some fight um, when we really needed it. Um, he kicked a really important goal in that last quarter to really get us back in and he kicked another one just at the very end. Um, so, yeah, um, I thought he definitely was good. Um, it just shows how mature he has actually become um, since his injury. So, yeah, Moore's, Moore's, um, Moore's an interesting one just because he uh, – I thought he was a good footballer. I mean, of course he is. But, um, but I just think that with his one-on-one defensive sort of style, it's not, it's not great. And I'm sure – that's probably one of his weakness weaknesses. Um, so I think that on the weekend, especially um, against a different type of forward like Charlie Kerno, um, yeah, he just got like he just got found out. But once again, you can't you can't say that Charlie really won this because we lost in the end. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, you know, we we lost the game, and he probably you know due to our team probably didn't have enough impact in that first half, and that's not on him. Um, it's on it's on the on the connection into the forward line. Um, Colson, what were your thoughts on, on Charlie Kerno? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's pretty, he's been pretty consistent. Like whether it's a couple of goals here, like four goals, six goals, five goals, whatever. Like if you can back, back him in to get a few goals, can, it's always pretty solid to be fair. Um, fuck, he's good though. Like in all seriousness, he's a very good player. Uh, and yeah, I agree with what Speed said about more as well. Yeah. And, and I think the stat is in the last four games or four games, I think he's 22 goals, six. So, um, it's pretty pretty handy going. Um, and the next matchup is the ruck contest. We it's always a talked about since since the big pit. Um, you know, went out pretty early in the year. Um, I saw a big pit early in the game. I was near the race and he was having a chat to fans and um, just seemed like a really down to earth guy. So I hope his recovery is going well. Shout out Pitt. Um, but what were your thoughts on TDK's game, um, especially? Yeah, look, I thought it was pretty disappointing, really. I mean, it's always a tough ask for him every week going up against Cedella Ruckman. Um, thank God Broda Grundy wasn't playing, is all I can say. Um, but, yeah, Cameron's been good this season. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Mason Cox as well, just that extra height. It's, it's very difficult. Um, I thought his around the groundwork was disappointing, though I think he's been much better in the last few weeks with that, but couldn't really get going. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a little disappointing for me, but it's, it's always tough every week for him. But... Hopefully he can bounce back when we play Essendon in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, and I think that'll be another tough one. You got you got Draper, um, who's been he's solid. He's a he's a big boy, so um, obviously Teddy Cage probably a bit more skilled than him, but it'll be an interesting matchup. Um, we'll look forward to that in a few weeks' time. Pato, what what were your thoughts on um, Teddy K's game? Yeah, um, once uh, I think he probably didn't play his best game, um, but once again he was competitive, um, and you can't really expect too much like against. Cameron, who um, who has been pretty good this year, um, and also Cox. Um, yes, a lot of people don't really rate him too highly, but you can't really shy away from a seven foot player or six eleven, however tall he is. So um, yeah, he's just it's um, it's unfortunate on Teddy K because you can tell that he gave it his all, but there's just sometimes when the um, when the opposition just gets the win, and you can tell it the, that the you can tell that Collingwood actually put that to like they really try to focus on that sort of aspect um, on the game. So um, of the game. So yeah, um, I thought it was okay, but yeah, once again, I just think that 
hopefully he can respond against Essendon and against um, Sammy Draper. Uh, on to another Sammy, Sammy Carlson. Well, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on Tommy DeConning? I, I felt quickly before you say something here. Um, I felt like Cameron and Cox weren't that impactful in the game. Like they didn't really turn the game on its head. Um, but I feel like they took a few important marks. What, what were your thoughts on um, Teddy K's game? Yeah, also, mate. Um, yeah, I I guess pretty stiff on Teddy K. He's a young, uh, growing ruckman, young, growing footballer, and you know uh, Cameron Cox. They're, they're pretty big boys. Um, so yeah, he's very very stiff going up against both of them. Like Silvani, he's he's not a ruckman. He can help out, and we love the fact that he he's a pinch hit, but he's you know he's not really a ruckman, is he? So. I think it's stiff on TDK. I think he played it was solid enough, but um, he lost. But I mean, that's probably what we we're expecting in my eyes. But yeah, no, I completely agree, mate. Uh, we'll move on to the last matchup we talked about in the preview, and this is um, two of the you know new Collingwood to Carlton players, new to the uh, new to the rivalry, and that's um, Lipinski and Chera. Um, what were your thoughts on um, on that matchup, Speechly? Um, I thought Chara was probably one of our better mids. Um, he just looks composed when he had the ball a lot more than the others, especially moving forward. Um, and yeah, so I thought he was a lot cleaner. Obviously, not his best game. He's had some some better games, but I thought he was still pretty good. Um, and then Lipinski um, had what twenty odd touches, kicked a couple of goals in that third quarter, which really really hurt us. I think um, just that structure falling away, letting him sneak in. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought they were both very good. I thought it was a good matchup between them. Um, and then just. I know it's just a little bit of a turn, um, but speaking on Lipinski get, getting by himself, how frustrating was it that Steel Sidebottom took about four uncontested marks 40 metres out in that the third yeah. in, the, in the second half? Like that was no one went near him all game. No one goes near him anytime we play them. It, it's just frustrating, but but that's yeah, a little bit off topic, but yeah. I think he killed our wingers. Our wingers were terrible defensively, I think, especially in that second half, like you said. Um, yeah, he was just let off the leash. It's still sidebottom for Christ's sake. Like it's not, he's not a you know, no-name rookie. He's a guy who's pretty good. And he luckily didn't make his pay too often. And, and they didn't make his pay too often, and we still lost. So um, Pato. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Like, what what is that? Like Lockie O'Brien, like he's probably been the best um this year, probably, I mean, not the best in the comp, but I just think that his running has been pretty good. And also Cottrell, like um, I thought he was good in patches, but he's not been as good as we've probably thought in the past few weeks. Um, but once again, it was far from our worst, but um, yeah, on Lipinski and Chera, um, I think Chera, very good, very, very good. Once again, showed some awesome fight, um, one goal. So I reckon that's probably the best game he's played in Navy blue, in my opinion. Um, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And same as Saar, there's no, there's no better place to really um, perform that well um, in front of 80,000 at the MCG. So, But I think Lipinski was pretty good yesterday. Um, he finished with 21 touches, but two goals, I think they were pretty vital. Um, so I think um, it's a close matchup, but I think Lipinski just got it just because um, Collingwood won in the end. Yep, well said, Pato. Uh, Carlson, any, any final words on the matchups? What more is there to add, really? Uh... I mean, Chera played, um, yeah, pretty good game. Lipinski, I thought he was pretty good too, to be honest. He got 20, 21 disposals and two goals, something like that. So, yeah, but now how, I mean, when Chera gets the ball, and not like sort of like side, you, 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 we sort of back him in almost. Like he, he just, he, he looks very good when he gets the ball. And, but, um, but yeah. 
That's mine. Yeah, well, well, with Chera, I was actually, when once Kerno kicked that goal a minute ago, I said, Chera's going to keep the winning goal. I felt like there's going to be a snap out of the pack. He can use both feet very well. Uh, he can kick both feet better than Stock and kick with his main foot. So uh, we'll move on from Stock. Love your Stock, mate. But um, yeah, we'll move on from the matchups. And uh, over to you, Sammy Carlson. Thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, well said. You you killed that again, like you always do. So um, we, obviously we touched on Weeder and being out um, after up to six weeks now, and just I don't know. We just seem to turn the ball over heaps. I don't know if it was that quick, you know, that hack sort of kick forward that kept getting chopped off. We had, but we had seventy eight turnovers, which is about sort of twelve, about, yeah, about a dozen more than usual. They had seventy two. As I said, they could have probably, you know, they could have been more damaging, which they weren't. Um, so they were four above average. We were 12 above average. But, yeah, I don't know if it was just that hack kick forward. Uh, if we were playing sort of, I guess, deeper, like, you know, play on that move, a bit deeper to take whoever because weedering out and Carroll coming in. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but uh, how did you read a speech? Um, I think we were just a little bit too conservative. Um, I think that led to a lot of turnovers. Um, obviously, the hack kicks out of D50 and into 450 as well led to a lot of intercept marks for the pies. Um, but yeah, just a lot of going down the same wing, especially in that second half and just not changing angles. But then when we do decide, oh yeah, let's go in the middle, we'll go when there's three Collingwood players on Corey Durden. Um, so it's just, it wasn't, there was just no good decision-making, I think for a lot of the game. I think that really, really cost us. There was no real composure. And I guess that that was the, the catalyst for 78 turnovers. Absolutely, mate. Well said. We'll go to you now, Eth. What do you reckon? Oh, I completely agree with Speechly. Um, it hurts my head hearing about dirt and one on three. Uh, but we'll move on from that. Um, but, yeah, ball use wasn't good enough. We were too... I, I rate what we do. I, I rate what we do with ball in hand this year. I think, you know, we back ourselves in. We're not just like, oh, we're going to go. We're going to go, you know, all the time, 100% all the time. I think we do the right thing. Um, and, you know, the stats show teams that more teams that go to the wing more um, times are not are better. So I think Melbourne goes there 88% of the time to 12% in this corridor, which is, which is pretty, you know, fascinating stat. And, you know, North Melbourne are the team that goes to the corridor the most and where are they at right now? So, um, but moving on from those teams, I think ball use, you know, slap kicks to Kerno V6. And then the worst thing is when you're slap kicking, you got to be crumbing and we weren't even crumbing. Like, I think it was, uh, you know, a bit of a learning curve for a, for a Jesse Moldob. He had a good goal in the last quarter. I felt like he had a, he had a pretty high pressure act in the game, but he just didn't have that impact. Um, I felt, you know, always was, it was good in that last quarter, kept us in it. But late again, what's, what's the point of turning up in the last quarter if you're not going to turn up for four quarters? And um, I thought Durden was okay. I thought Durden was okay, but boy, he's not good enough. Now, well said, mate. Uh, Paddle, we've got to you, mate. How do you rate it? Yeah, um, just on the Durden one, wow, we, wow, we. It, it, it just reminded me of um, of Michael Givers against Cold Girls a few years ago. Uh, when <laughs> is just going absolutely um, off his nut up. But um, yeah, uh, I just think overall, um, I mean, there's not really much more to add. I just, it's just Collingwood just simply out, out, um, outplayed us, and there's no other way to put it. Um, as much as it frustrates me, but Collingwood just simply were better on the day. And it frustrates me so much to say that, but it's just how it is. Yeah, we're sort of scared to take the game on and we're completely outmarked as well. I think it was 86 to 95. 
Um, and their marks inside 50 was probably the big thing. I think they had 18, well, I know they did because they're right in front of me, 18 marks inside 50 to 9, contested marks 17 to 10. Um, what do you put that down to, Speech? I put it down to lack of structure um, both ways, I think. Um, on the turnovers, we just touched on, we had so many of them. They um, just, we lost so much structure as soon as that ball got turned over. And I think also with the sideboard and thing, just letting the wings and other players just float in into that 40 meter range for no reason and just unopposed. I think we did that way too often. So Mark's side 50, ridiculous. That should not happen again. Um, and then just around the ground, um, it was so frustrating the last five minutes when we needed to t- get them to turn the ball over. We were still giving them 20 meters of space. It was, it was frustrating. I think that was kind of the theme of the day. We were just giving them way too much space. Completely agree, mate. Ace, what about you? Yeah, I think, we let guys like Ollie Henry take too many marks, in my opinion. There's small guys, you know, um, as you see here, Dacos, just these chippy little kicks, letting guys run around. They're not superstars, some of these guys. It's not It's not hard to defend, really. Like, not to AFL level, but our system's been fantastic um, compared to last year. And, you know, Sunday was just, just I don't know, it was not us. And um, hopefully we can we can fix that quickly. Absolutely spot on. Nothing more else to add. I just think that if we're letting letting guys like Ollie Henry um, dominate the game and pretty much um, win the game off his own boot, uh, that just shows that it wasn't our day. Absolutely, mate. Um, Yeah, outmarked, out everything. Our efficiency inside 50 was about 35%, which is just absolutely atrocious. Um, No two ways about it. Yeah, we spoke about, as you said, like, the Carroll being sub was very interesting. Like our midfield is still racked it up. Like we had, you know, I said Walsh 35, Doc 31, Hewitt 31, Chera 30, Chris 27, and then Sard and Crip up, touch over 50 between them. Like, yeah, like what would be the issue with putting Kemp in as sub? I don't know. But, but yeah, um, we'll get into or it's the forward battle. Charlie still kicked four goals too, so... Uh, Mr. Consistent, <laughs> Pato's had enough. He's a bit tired. Uh, always two goals. Oliver Henry and Pat Lipinski, five goals between them. Now we'll go to the best on ground. I know it's tough, but um, it's probably not tough, actually. There's probably one standout for mine. But what about you, Ace? Yeah, uh, three votes. S. Walsh. I think he was a standout for both teams. I don't think, well, I don't know who could have been better for them. Um, they, had, they had more contributors on the day, which led to their win. Um, and I thought Walshie was fantastic, 35 touches, an important goal, um, and I think he had 600 metres gained, which a lot of people have been giving him shit for, for not having many metres gained in these past few games, and he just shows the impact he has when he's going forward more with the ball. Um, I thought he was going to kick a goal with 50 seconds to go. I think the crowd and the MCG would have had to have a reconstruction because the, the, the stadium would have gone in half. Um, but... He uh, he played a ripper and yeah, on your Walshy. Same for me, mate. I'll I'll go Walshy. Uh, speech. Who do you got? Who do you got, mate? Um, Adam Sard again for me. Uh, Twenty-seven touches, eighty-five percent efficiency, eleven intercepts, five marks, five hundred meters gained, and given in his pocket all day. Love it, mate. Yeah, uh, Pato. Yeah, um, Adam Sard. Um, absolutely brilliant. I love how uh, Sardi's changed speechless mind uh, a couple <laughs> last year. I think he wasn't a huge fan, but um, nah, Sardi was terrific. Um, I think probably in the end, Sam Walsh will get the three votes, but um, I think impact wise, um, Adam Sardi's was best on ground for me. 
Uh, what's up, mate? Obviously, we'll go stuck into the injury list as well, just real quick, so we didn't mention it earlier. Uh, Cunningham is now pushed back to play late in the season due to, I believe it was a bit of calf uh, restraint. Uh, and, yeah, so that's a bit of a bit of an issue. Uh, Matty Kennedy, obviously, will be back straight after the bye. And I think Harry should be not long after the bye either. A couple of games they mentioned. Um, does anyone know about that speech? You're off mute, mate, so you tell me. When's Harry back? Um, I think it says... Four weeks, so three more games, I think. Hope so. Sweet. Um, yeah, so Dow injury list is just racking up. You can almost make a best 22 out of that alone. Um, I guess it's, we, we don't make excuses, but uh, hopefully we get them back at the right the right time of the year. And, well, I don't think there's uh, much more to add. A speak-up speech sort of already happened throughout the episode because he hasn't really been happy for the last 30 minutes. So uh, did you want to mention anything real quick, Speechly, or you're a good mate? Um, just please beat Essendon. That's that's all I want now. Please. Well said, mate. My life. Oh, he's, he's pissed. He's pissed. pissed. The speech. He's pissed. He's not happy, is he? <laughs> all right. It's just good to have him back, though. To be honest, it's not the same without him. It's good to have him all here, boys. As always, it wasn't the desired result. It's never a good result losing to the, you know Collingwood. Uh, we don't like them. We hate them, and they're they've got one in front of us now. So the ledger. Needs to be squared again later in the year, but uh, sorry, Ethan, it doesn't matter yeah, that we lost. It's good. How many grannies have they beaten us in? <laughs> How many were you alive for? Um, you, yeah, so you all, in, all, in all seriousness, quickly, just mentioning Collingwood, um, I'd like to congratulate them for their um round 11 grand final win. Um, I hope they celebrate hard and um, we'll we won't be seeing you in September, so see ya. Beautiful. There's a TikTok just there, I would have thought. Um, all righty. Uh, thanks you all for joining us. And sorry, my lighting has got dramatically worse for some reason. But thank you all for joining us. Hopefully, we're in person next episode. Mid-season, uh, obviously, draft coming up. Mid-season review for Baggers Chat coming up as well. Thanks for sticking with us. And, yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, do it all. And, Pato, you got the scarf in hand, mate. Run us through it. And as always, boys, help the Baggers. <laughs> I'm <laughs> bored.